0: Welcome to the Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 157th episode, a returning guest is Brandon Chapman. first heard Brandon Chapman on episode 14, wherein he appeared alongside Josh Sigler and his solo appearances on episodes 97 and 132. Brandon Chapman is a sports podcaster who resides in Peru, Indiana, with his wife, Abby. He graduated from I.U.K. in May of 2018 with a B.S. in communication with a concentration in public speaking. His show, Sounding Off, is recorded from the 1350 AM WIOU studio and drops new episodes every Sunday afternoon. And now on to the show. Happy Super Bowl to you. Thank you, sir. It's one of my favorite days of the year. I know, I know, and I'm excited that you took time out of it to to talk with us about it. Uh, It's been about a year since we did this, and so I thought it was about time to update uh and uh yeah i just wanted to get your your takes some of your takes before the the big game here so uh what do you uh what are you most excited for for this super bowl here
1: well if i'm gonna be honest um since since gambling has become legal in indiana that's a yeah. big focus of mine yeah uh so with that being said I, i've kind of got some bets but overall as a sports fan i want a good game and i i think we've got it i, I think we have the best defense in the nfl Versus the best offense in the NFL. So so I'm pretty excited.
0: And the, the offense would be the 49ers?
1: Oh, no, no, no sorry. No. I, I forgot you don't do sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the the, the the San Francisco 49ers have to have a superb defense. They're elite. They're top tier. Uh, and then the offense for Kansas City is just phenomenal. They're one of the fastest, if not the fastest, uh, offense uh, players in the history of the game. Uh, it's going to be a really fun night, I think.
0: And which one is Mahomes? Is that?
1: He is uh, a Chief. He is Chief. on Kansas City. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, obviously uh, the Colts didn't make it this far. <laughs> um, no. no! No, no, they had, they had quite a season. That, and that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about, just because uh, just from the outside, it seems like it's been a really – Really heartbreaking year to be a Colts fan, uh, just the way everything's gone down. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about this way, way back when it happened, but this is as good a time as any. So, um, But what do you think about the Andrew Luck decision? I know you talked a little bit about it on your show, but... Uh, you know, I, I, I heard some people being like, you can't criticize a guy for prioritizing. It's like, yeah, but he could have done this before, you know. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I, let's be honest. Uh, I, I think the entire Andrew Luck uh, time in Indianapolis has kind of been a shit show. Uh, mm. Forgive my language, but uh, it, it just hasn't gone the way. I think the Colts have been very deceptive uh, with his injuries over his career. You know, you had season ticket holders who were lied to. Uh, A couple years ago when he missed the entire season Uh, and then you come into this year, everything was fine. It was just a little ankle injury. I went to training camp. I watched him throw. I was like, all right, he's going to be good to go. Like, we're going to have a good shot this year. And then out of nowhere, he does the retirement. Uh, What what bothered me was more or less the timing and the fact that, you know, this came out of nowhere. It was just a horrendous timing right before the season started uh Jacoby Brissett as much as you know he, he might be a great guy uh he's not a guy who was well equipped to come in and lead the team and I think that showed this year and I think that goes to show why the Colts will be looking for a quarterback uh in the early rounds of the draft come uh April
0: well and that's the other thing too wasn't it isn't that he wasn't bad enough to be like – because if you get a really bad record, then you get a really high draft picked, right? Yeah,
1: he wasn't bad enough to really benefit us.
0: Yeah, exactly. He was just kind of middle-of-the-road bad, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you, you were you were bad enough to miss the playoffs, but you were too good to get a top-five pick. So Ugh, we really okay. – yeah, it's like kissing your sister at that point, man. It's, 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 there's nothing good came from it.
0: But, like, as far as the rest of the Colts lineup, like, how is it, like, besides the quarterback, I know that the defense has been a problem at some points in the past, but.
1: Well, that that's finally the thing that's kind of been shored up. I mean, they've done a really good job at addressing that and putting key players. And uh, you got Darius Leonard, who was like a third or fourth round pick. And he's he was rookie of the year. He's gone to the Pro Bowl twice. Uh, Quentin Nelson coming out of Notre Dame, being a big Irish fan. I love him adding him to the offensive line. I mean, it feels like the Colts finally got everything kind of in place. It's been a weakness over the last five years, except at quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. If, you,
1: if you don't have a quarterback, you've got nothing.
0: Mm. What is Jacoby Brissett's biggest weakness then as a quarterback? Yeah.
1: It, it, I don't, you know, and it comes down to, for me, is it decision making? Is it the coaching staff not letting him turn it loose? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not in that locker room. I don't know if they're handling him with kid gloves. I don't know if you told him to go out there and gave him an opportunity to kind of do what he wanted, if that would change things. I just think that he probably, you know, for, for being thrown into the fire and not expecting to start. I mean, mm-hmm. just th- this, this essentially was a rookie year for him, his first time really going out there and getting action. Uh, there's just a lot of things that you can kind of question or you don't want to talk about. But I think there wasn't anything – that showed you, hey, this is our 10-year guy, or hey, this is our guy who's going to lead us forward in you know the next five to 10 years. There was nothing – there was no signs that this guy had something special. I think it was he's – hey, he's a little more than a backup, a little less than a starter. Uh, we know what he is, and now we have to move forward accordingly.
0: Mm-hmm. So, go, but going back to the Andrew Luck thing, do you think the Colts could have done anything different as far as, you know, you said he had a lot of injuries, and I think a lot of those were, like, kind of off-season stuff, right?
1: It, it depends who you ask. There were mm-hmm. a lot of rumors uh, coming off uh, the season where he was really banged up, Then he missed a whole season with his shoulder. There's a lot of rumors that during that off-season he was out snowboarding and tore his shoulder worse. Oof. And there's also, you know, the Colts wanted him to go see Dr. A. He chose to go see Dr. B at Stanford, and that doctor botched the surgery. Hmm. So that delayed his, his healing and everything like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things, no no concrete proof. Nobody was ever going to come out and throw anybody under the bus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I, I think the Colts, for one, there were a lot of criticism for forcing him out to play that year where he got banged up and he just got his, basically got his ass kicked. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was when you had no offensive line. I mean – it, the, I think both people are, you know, Andrew Luck's camp and the Colts, they all could agree that they probably could have done things differently. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Luck just came to the point that football wasn't worth it to him anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I have no issue with that because I talked about this. And people thought I was being really critical of Andrew Luck, but I don't think Andrew Luck loves football the way guys like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning do and did mm-hmm. like those guys want to go down as the greatest. Their mm-hmm. job, 100%, is football. That, that is their focus. They, they, they live, eat, and breathe football. Andrew Luck wasn't that.
0: Mm. Yeah, and you kind of have to have that singular focus, that's for sure. So.
1: But, but, and that's fine. No one's going to sit here and shame you for that. Like I, I get that. Now we know. Football is not your number one priority like it is to some other guys. That's one of the reasons. That's what separates the greats, in my opinion. Mm. If you want to go down to one of the greatest of all time, football is your life. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys who are middle of the pack, lower tier quarterbacks, football is not their life.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, I'm sure he's got his eye on the exit door. Like, what else can I do with all my millions or whatever? <laughs> and, well, you know, he went,
1: have- to, he went to Stanford. He has a degree in architecture. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. His dad is the commissioner of the XFL. Like, I mean, the, oh, that wow. family, that family has money. That family is fine. He made over one hundred million dollars in his NFL career. He he's okay. Mm-hmm. We're well, just well, not gonna we're yeah. we're just not gonna be putting his name on the side of a hospital like. That <laughs>
0: my 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 next child will not be born at Andrew Luck Memorial Hospital. <laughs> Negative. No. No. Probably not. <laughs> and, it, it,
1: and if it does, that means things went horribly wrong. For yeah. You right. Pro- exactly. You shouldn't be there. <laughs> that's, that's not that. a hospital. That's a van.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Why does this have wheels? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, what is the XFL doing these days?
1: Well, they're going to launch here right after the Super Bowl. I think, like, February 8th is their first game. Mm. So this is going to be – this isn't the Vince McMahon-ran XFL from back in the day that was really cheesy and over the top. Like, they took their time to implement this. They've got a lot of – it's more legit, I think, now. They have a lot of former players who couldn't uh, hang out in the NFL. Uh, they got a lot of coaches who have NFL experience. I think this is going to be something very interesting, and I'm looking forward to very much watching it next week.
0: Yeah, it's always interested me why more you know alternate leagues like that don't take off. I guess some of them are like there's the big three for basketball, right? Where it's like yep. the yeah, retired, and then got arena football too, right? That's still going on. Well, I, I, I think there. I,
1: there's here's the difference for me too. The the XFL is doing everything after the Super Bowl. They're they're not trying to compete with the NFL. There's mm-hmm. plenty of places for these alternative leagues, but if you're trying to compete against the big three, like you know, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, stuff like that. You're going to have a hard time. But if you're like, mm-hmm. hey, we understand what we are. There's money to be made as a secondary league or a secondary option. We'll gladly hang out when the season's not going on. Not an issue.
2: Mm-hmm. There, there's
1: room enough for everybody. And if, right. if you want to get technical, the NFL can sit back and watch these guys and, all, and scout them and see if there's anybody worth bringing up.
0: Mm. Now, what is the uh, what is the G League?
1: The G League is for the NBA, so basically that's uh, that's that's the minor league system essentially. Like the Fort Wayne Mad Ants is the G League of the Pacers. Mm. So okay. what what happens a lot is you got guys there on that team who aren't quite good enough to crack the NBA roster, but you also use it for time. If you got guys on your bench who maybe isn't getting as much playing time in the Pacers as you want, you mm. can send them to the Mad Ants for a couple games and get them to come back just to get playing time.
0: Mm. Okay, so just to keep them in shape. Cause this didn't Oladipo, wasn't that Olad- where he didn't? He could, yeah.
1: yeah, he went up there and was doing some training and practice for a couple of weeks leading up to his return this last week.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, okay. And baseball teams do the same thing, I assume, with their minor league,
1: right? Baseball team has minor leagues from single-A, double-A, triple-A, and a big thing with them right now is they pay those guys peanuts. You're talking a single-A ball player can get like $400 a month. And wow. his job is to play baseball. So wow. you're currently seeing a big pissing match, so to speak, with uh, with like the union and some and some minor league baseball players that are trying to get a fair compensation. Mm. So th- it's been a big debate uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of ongoing. We'll see what happens because technically like the minor league players aren't covered by the Players Association or the union. So it's really weird. There's a lot of logistical issues and a lot of kind of red tape to cut through.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, a lot of people go over to Europe too, right, and other places around the world. Do, do people still get noticed when they go to places like that, like Italy and whatever?
1: You, you've got you've got some guys who you know won't make the NBA here, and they'll bounce over to Europe or China, and they can make good money. They can have a very good living over there playing basketball because American basketball is so popular. So you could be a college star, not make it in the NBA, but guys over in Slovenia or something like that know who you are, and they'd love to have you there. So mm-hmm. uh, you you see guys might pop back over every now and then, but there haven't been a whole lot of guys who have went over made a career in Europe and then came over and had a career in the NBA. Mm. Not I mean right. not unless you're like born there. Like you've got guys who like Dirk Nowitzki and all those guys. They played high school ball and everything leading up into Europe, and then they got drafted over the NBA. You don't see guys who don't get drafted the NBA go to Europe and then come back over.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well,, uh, on to one of your favorite subjects, the NCAA. Uh, oh, I, know Jesus. <laughs> I know there's been uh, been a lot of controversy about was it likeness rights that they're fighting over as far as like the players getting to profit off their images? Oh, what, is that what people are trying to push for?
1: California really stepped up. as much as everybody hates California, this is the mm-hmm. one thing where I'm gonna say they did something right. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- this is really forcing the hand of the NCAA. You've got other states who are trying to move the process along too, like Florida and Pennsylvania. Uh, it, it's a great thing, I think, because you're now allowing these kids, uh, everybody's like, oh, you're gonna force them to get paid. Like, no, they're allowed to make money off their likenesses and image. Like mm-hmm. that that's all you could ask. I mean, you're not gonna like you're not gonna let them make money off their talents. At least let them make money off their names. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing that they should own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, right. California started it, it's gonna take a couple years to implement. The NCAA has kind of, they they finally agreed that this is something they need to address. This is something they need to come up with a system that allows kids to go out and kind of, you know, make some money in that regard off their own name and likeness. And uh, I don't know what that looks like yet.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I don't think NCAA, I don't think California, I don't think anybody who's pushing this really knows what it looks like yet. But I think we come to an agreement here pretty soon in the next year or two. And more importantly, the NCAA football game will finally come back and America will rejoice. (laughs)
0: <laughs> definitely well and you know you're gonna they're gonna be out in the NFL or whatever you know whatever league or maybe not but you know otherwise you know they're just someone else is profiting off your face I mean they have those video games right where it's like they take your face and put it on a, a player and it's like they're not they're not getting anything for that right now right
1: yeah so. see my, my, my big thing is this is what I've always said the NCAA won't let you have a job they won't let you you know make money or anything like that they give some people stipends. It's not it, it's not an equal playing ground. And I have people mm. who sit there and say, well, the guy who's like number 60 on the NFL, on the college roster, like he does, he may not have be on scholarship or anything like that. I go, that's fine. But for me, those guys who go play Division one ball, they're big deal somewhere. And most of the time, it's their it's back home. Mm-hmm. So why can't that kid go, or why can't that kid go back to go sign autographs at a car dealership back home, where everybody wants to go and meet him, and he can make some money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what's wrong with that? Right. Well,
0: and we've seen all the scandals. I mean, scandal after scandal, and you know these scandals keep happening because the incentive structure is still the same. It doesn't change. You know, if you if you stamp out or whatever, you know, playing payers paying players under the table, it's not like that incentive structure goes away. It's just you've caught that one instance of it or, you know, some other, you know, <laughs> malfeasance, you know.
1: Well, yeah, I think you can alleviate that, too. You you don't have the boosters giving so much money and so many mm. benefits. If you can kind of regulate this a little bit, maybe that that takes that away. Um, eh, there, there's There's really no threat. Like, if you get caught doing that stuff – what's the NCAA going to do to you? They're not going to get the death penalty because of what it did to SMU for so many years. They're not going to do that. They might Mm -hmm. fine you and take away your bowl eligibility eligibility for a little bit. But in today's game, it's so easy to rebound like that. You're not really punishing anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. And the, and the, you know, punishments are so arbitrary, even when people do get caught, you know, one team gets the death penalty another team gets a slap on the wrist. It's, it seems so, you know, like, I mean, the NFL is the same way, but you know, it's like so arbitrary.
1: So well, when know. you don't have a committee who uh, hands out penalties, you have, like in the NFL's case, Roger Goodell, who's judge, jury, and executioner. I mean, there's really no policy to how to handle things. We used to joke about it on our show that he just spins the wheel, and whatever the wheel lands on, that's how many game suspension you get. Right. Like it's a exactly. joke.
0: Yeah exactly and it's like you can like do one thing that seems less serious and you get a lot more punishment for it but if it's like we have a video if you beating your wife it's like <laughs> oh well you used to miss a game and don't do that again <laughs>
1: And you you know what? That's the difference. When there's videotape of something, Mm -hmm. that's when it's significantly worse. Yeah. Uh, I I remember the the Kareem Hunt thing where he he kicked a woman after shoving her or hitting her or whatever. And there was a debate on he didn't kick her that hard. (laughs) I'm like, that's the debate we're having. We're not having the debate whether it's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. We're having the debate like he should only get a four-game suspension because it was a little kick not a Mm. six game suspension because he full on went like he was kicking a field goal. Like that's what we were discussing. And it's kind of sickening to me. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous in today's day and age. I mean, let's be honest NFL players like these superstar athletes. They're like, they're not all created equal. We are not the same as them. Those people make money. They generate a lot of revenue for places. Like I understand the same rules don't apply to them, but when we sit there and want to talk about the force in which a man kicked a woman, (laughs) i think we've lost right. sight of what the bigger issue is
0: yeah yeah absolutely um but you know like on a on a different subject a different governing body i was thinking about was the IH, ihsaa and uh how it relates to your turkey bowl that you were planning now this is originally why i wanted to talk to you a couple months ago and then you kind of told me it it wasn't going to happen so i uh uh, sorry for that. It seems like it was going to be a cool event, but tell us, I, you know, what, you know, yeah. Rob,
1: you're just really poking the bear today. That's what you're I going am. for. No, no, it's. I try to get fun.
0: a rise out of people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the Turkey Bowl was going to be something that I thought was really cool. We um we were going to have all the schools in uh, Howard County, in like our listening area that we cover for our show, sounding off. Mm. We we're going to bring a football team or all the we we're going to have them build football teams and come play in a flag football tournament, and we we're going to raise money for the Kokomo Rescue Mission. And, you know, I talked to some ADs, got some stuff involved. Everything was great, and everything was moving along. And then it got word to, like, the IHSAA. And that's where all the restrictions started to come in. Like, we were going to do it at Kokomo High School. Uh, Now we – they basically couldn't help us. They were going to give us the field, but they couldn't let us use any equipment. They couldn't let us do any of this, any of that, because the IHSAA now was going to treat that like if the Kokomo did that, it was their event. And Mm. there's a whole lot of, you know, so, I mean – What was frustrating for me was, it's like, okay, we're doing something for charity and for fun. The fact that I had an AD who did his due diligence and just kind of dotted his I's and crossed his T's, that got us on the radar, which Mm. now all of a sudden has a whole bunch of rules falling on us. Whereas I guarantee you there are a lot of schools who do a lot of things and they get no permission from anybody Mm -hmm. and they just do whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that was a handcuff. Um, Then what it really came down to is, my approach and kind of how I wanted to do things and how I was trying to market it did not sit well with a lot of ADs. Um, I was told some ADs were telling their kids not to participate. Mm. Uh so it kind of I mean it, it fell apart. My approach was wrong. Uh that's probably when I talked when I was messaging you, I was like, I learned some things in this. I thought something was gonna be funny, some other people did not. Mm. So I uh you live, you learn. And you kind of move on. We still had some businesses who got involved and donated some money. Although we didn't put on a football tournament, we were able to donate some money to uh, the Kokomo Rescue Mission. And uh, I learned a lot of things for next time.
0: So you are going to try to do it again?
1: Uh, we're going to try to do something a little different. Uh, a lot of people were asking us to do an adult tournament, mm. uh, which we, we kind of were trying to shy away from because we were trying to focus on the kids. Mm-hmm. But – with the adult tournament, brings a whole lot of less limitations. I can go get sponsorships from liquor stores. I can go get sponsorships <laughs> from bars. I can do all that, and not to mention, it doesn't have to be a non-for-profit tournament. We can raise mm. money. We can keep some money to kick back into our show, and then we can donate whatever we want. Um, so there, there, there's a lot more. It, it's a completely different mindset and setup as far as trying to do an adult tournament, and that is something that we're going to talk about doing maybe uh, late summer next year or late summer of this year.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. And this uh, originally sprung from a tournament or uh, not a tournament, but a game that you do around Thanksgiving, right? Just kind of friends and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were gonna do this tournament uh, the day after Thanksgiving, we call it the Turkey Bowl. Uh, me and some friends, we've been doing it since we were how, like 13, 14 years old. So we were just kind of kind of spinning off that. Uh, and that's where it all came from. And then it just kind of I, w- I was gonna go on vacation like a week or two before that. And everything just kind of crumbled right before. And I'm going to tell you, like, it felt like a giant weight was off my shoulders. So I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about this anymore. It's one less headache that I don't have to deal with. And, uh, but no, I, I, as disappointed as I was, I learned a lot of things from it.
0: Right, right. Well, in some ways, it's almost uh, the most satisfying feeling when you make plans and then suddenly cancel them at the last minute. It's like, uh,
1: dude, that, that, is, a, I'm that is, that is adulthood to a T, man. <laughs> Trust me, if I don't have exactly. to leave the house a lot of the times, I'm down.
0: <laughs> oh for sure, for sure. Um and you know, uh on another topic I did want to touch on since you know it, it just happened, but uh you addressed this on your show, but uh Kobe obviously it was it was a huge thing. It was definitely uh just saw the alert and I was like, wow, I I did not see that coming just so and me not even being a sports fan, it was just like, wow, that's amazing. I I didn't realize how big a part of the culture that kobe was until he suddenly wasn't there anymore um but uh yeah what what were your thoughts when you first heard that it was devastating right
1: first of all you know it came out of nowhere and i i i honestly it took me about a week to really kind of process and figure out like how to deal with it Mm -hmm. i wasn't a kobe fan growing up but kobe kobe's been my whole life like he came in the league. He's only eight years older than me. He came in the league in 97. I was 11 years old. Like I watched Kobe the entire, his entire career. Mm-hmm. You had Michael Jordan. as Michael Jordan was fading out. There was Kobe Bryant. And then LeBron came in like mm-hmm. Kobe. doesn't get the respect as being one of the top five or 10 greatest players of all time. And this was, you know, although I never met Kobe or anything like that, like this was the first time anybody at that caliber of a player that I watched. and was such a big part of my life had, you know, died or had anything like that happen. So mm-hmm. like I sat there and I was like, this is insane. And then you, you start adding the fact that his daughter was with him. It just, it just became so much more tragic. And I, I, I kind of got into some discussions with people because after he died, the, the rape stuff immediately came up and people were posting that. And you're like, mm-hmm. you're all grieving a rapist. Calm down. Like, let's not get crazy here. I understand if you want to talk about and tell the entire story of Kobe Bryant. Yes. You have to talk about the rape case in Colorado. You have to. But that's not what we're doing right now. Literally, mm-hmm. the day after the man died, we're trying to celebrate his life, and everybody's kind of shitting on it. As far as, hey, you know, uh, he's a rapist. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys all celebrating a rapist? I'm like that is a small p- part of what Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant has done for the game of basketball. He's a global. He's a global icon. And then his life after basketball, it, it if he did. I, I, I said this to somebody, I go, if he did rape that woman, everything that he's done since has been a repentance as far as what he's done to give back to the community. He's been very involved in trying to raise underprivileged uh, uh, families as far as, like, getting them out of the gutter and everything like that. He's done a lot of things for women's sports. I mean, Kobe is, he, he'd been a feminist ever since that, that rape case. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if that was a change mentality for him or whatnot in that regard, whether it happened or not. But what this guy did, like, the good outweighed anything bad he did. And let's be mm-hmm. honest, he was a dick during his time playing. People didn't like him. His own mm-hmm. teammates didn't like him. But his, right. his, his second career after basketball, it was a different Kobe Bryant. It was a very mm-hmm. positive, a very a very lighthearted, you know, a lot of smiles doing interviews, like a really positive influence he had. And then for that to end, he was 41 years old, man. He was just getting started.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and he was doing, like, documentaries and, and other stuff, right? He had other irons yeah. in the wire, so.
1: Yeah, he, he was doing so much. He was a businessman. He was doing a lot of stuff uh, for, for documentaries and just, you know, quality content, uh, communication stuff. Like, he was doing so much. And mm-hmm. then uh, to, to, and here's what's crazy, you know. That guy flew like we drive. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that, was, that was his transportation. He had been doing it for 20 years. I saw somebody say like nobody has – outside of pilots, nobody has flown more than Kobe Bryant in the last 20 years. Mm. And so like you get in your car and drive to work. That's what he did with a chopper. Mm -hmm. So just to think about that and keep that in perspective, like everybody's like, well, why was he doing that? Like that's just what he did. And the Mm -hmm. whole reason he started doing that was the traffic in LA is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. and he was losing an hour and a half, two hours every time trying to drive. He could drive to the to Staples Center in a half hour – or sorry, he could fly to the Staples Center in a half hour. Mm-hmm. He was having more time with his family. That's why he did it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, if, I, th- <laughs> I think most people, if, if they had the means, would probably just fly from place to place if they possibly could. You know.
1: <laughs> <So>. No kidding. <laughs> and, and trust me because I know you've got a lengthy little drive. If you could oh, fly yeah. in 15 minutes, you absolutely would.
0: Absolutely, well, for sure. Um, but that was the other thing too, just being a father, and you know I have a daughter as well, and and i already see signs that she's uh, going to be the jock of the family family, so i'm I'm already protecting that that coach Rob is in my future. Uh, so but wait are uh, you
1: gonna are you gonna have an athlete?
0: Oh, yeah. My daughter is like, I tell you what, the happiest I've ever seen her was when we went to a sports bar uh, with her, and uh, we just sat down and had some breadsticks while there was a football game on, and she was, like, riveted, and she was, like, clapping for the players and, like, you know, just having a ball. Like, anytime sports is on, she's... She's into it. She's already told me she's only two. She said she's going to sports it and I'm going to watch her and that she's going to kick the ball. And she's uh, we're probably going to sign her up for soccer here in a couple months, even though she's not even three yet. So <laughs>
1: That is the greatest thing on the planet. That is yeah. so cool to hear. Rob Burgess, who cares nothing about sports. I know.
0: I don't know. I'm going to have have to ask for a DNA test. This is. This is. uh, (laughs) I'm not sure how this happened. (laughs) Oh man. But you know, just just as a father, you know, it's like you hear but you hear the story, and it's like he was trying to be a good dad. You know, he was flying with his kid to the tournament, and it's like he was with. The co- coach and their that's why the other people were on the plane. It wasn't like, you know, he was caught at a hotel room with like six, you know <laughs> you know, and this this is how he went out, you know. It's like but it yeah. was like he went out being a good guy, as far as I can tell. I mean, that was I would do the same thing if I was in his position. That was Yeah, you know, be, being a enough-
1: being a family man and going to go coach your daughter's basketball team like that. Yeah. That's it's, it's just terrible. Oh, uh, right. all, all these, all these uh, displays for, for Kobe that they've done the last week or 2 I've been pretty wild. They've been pretty crazy. And I, I think it's been great to see, mm-hmm.
0: but the whole like Mamba thing, didn't that spring from this play, his playing time. What during that case? I mean, because it was like, that was when he won several championships, right. During, during all the midst of that,
1: uh, I don't have the exact dates of when that court mm. case was or anything like that, but the whole Mamba it, mentality, uh, it, 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 came out, it was developed basically because like a black Mamba, they say doesn't have to be provoked to attack. Mm. And that's kind of how like Kobe attacked the court every day. Like you don't have to piss him off for him to come after you. Mm. Like he was just like, he was a grinder on the court. Like everybody was his enemy stepping on the court, regardless of whatever the relationship was. So uh, and also too, like, he was the hard like anybody says it like he was the hardest worker. Like mm-hmm. if, if if you want to learn how to you know prepare and just drive to be the greatest, like Kobe was the one to follow.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you were saying before about the Andrew Luck thing. It's like that's that same mentality that you know the Tom Brady's yeah. of the world and the Kobe Bryants of the world have. That you know, <laughs> it's yeah, like and-
1: I, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Luck did stop. not have. Yeah, Andrew Luck did not have the Mamba mentality.
0: Yeah, it's it was almost the opposite problem with Kobe, right, with the end of his career was that he couldn't let go in a certain way because it was like that big, like, long goodbye of his retirement. And it was like, uh you know, he was like, you know, playing all these games where it's like the other people were, weren't people like letting him win or, you know, not letting him win, but maybe not playing him quite as hard as they had as before.
1: And <laughs> Yeah, Kobe's last year, I mean, he was just like, you know, his body was breaking down. I think he was just tired. He had like the, the whole rehab process and the injuries and everything like that. That's where he was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. He's right. Like it, it, it takes like it takes a lot of work to strive to be that good. And when you don't want to put that work in anymore, it's time to check out.
0: And, uh, you know, going back to Tom Brady, though, isn't he? Isn't there some rumors he's done? Or is he Nobody
1: knows. That? Huh. Uh, Tom Brady says he wants to come back. I, I, I think if I was a betting man, I say he's back in, uh, new England. <laughs> which
0: we know you're not a betting man. So we're uh, just hypothesizing you, you know,
1: here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if, 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 there's a bet that comes out with some decent odds, you can <laughs> throw some cash on, um, no, I, I would say he's back with new England. You hear the rumors of going out to LA to the chargers. Mm-hmm. There's the latest rumor of, he might want to go to Miami and play for them, which is utterly stupid. Uh, but then he also talks about wanting to be a part owner supposedly in a franchise. So. I think he ends up back in New England for another year or two, and then the uh, career comes to an end.
0: Mm. It's almost – that's another one that it's like as as long as I can remember, people have been hating Tom Brady in Indiana. So that will be weird if there's a time that we can't hate Tom Brady anymore at all. It's like a phantom limb. What do I do now? (laughs) Well,
1: that's – as I've gotten older, I just try to respect the greatness. Like I I, I know it's not going to be there forever, so I try to suck it up. I still can't stand him. Uh, But I do respect him as the greatest uh, quarterback of all time.
0: Mm, Better than Peyton?
1: Yeah, just when you when you when you talk about the rings, uh, Peyton, Peyton is right up there at number two. But when you talk about Tom Brady coming back from twenty eight three against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, he's he's just the he's the goat, man. I mean, there's no argument about it anymore. Uh, Mm -hmm. Peyton may be the greatest statistical quarterback of all time, but man, Tom Brady is uh, he's the winner. He trumps Montana. He trumps Peyton. He trumps all those guys.
0: Yeah. Well, I going back to the gambling, though, I always think, man, I just I'd like to get like some kind of like inside line one time because I don't know. You you know me in sports, but like, you know, if anyone ever told me that somebody was going to throw the fight. Or you know what I mean? Or if I knew that someone was going to win, I was like, man, I'd love to just put some money on that. But I know the first time I try, i just fall flat on my face. So you, you know what you're talking about. So I, I think you're probably a little more comfortable gambling. But you wouldn't recommend getting into it unless you know what you're talking about, right?
1: <laughs> Look, I, I've done a lot of homework the uh, <laughs> last two months. And I still do some homework. I follow some guys who uh, give picks who are pretty credible. Uh, I, there was a learning curve. I definitely had to, you know, the first couple of weeks. There was a lot more losing than it was winning. But uh, like this last week, I've won five out of six days. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing OK. Now, I don't win every bet, but I'll make five bets, win three out of five. That's winning. I mean, I'm making mm-hmm. money. So mm-hmm. uh, but no, it, it's been fun. Uh, I, I've always done like the daily fantasy uh, football stuff to gamble on that. I actually gamble on games. Took me a little while. My dad actually got me into it. My dad was like, "Hey, have you checked this out?" I was like, "No, I don't like money lines. I don't like spreads. I don't like any of that." Uh, mm. But now I'm addicted. Me and uh, <laughs> me and Mojo both are. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we've we've dove into some deep gambling.
0: <laughs> right, right, and that's the uh, is that FanDuel? Is that the one? That uh, we people
1: do? we use we use FanDuel. DraftKings also has it. Uh, there's okay. a lot of casinos in Indiana now that you can go and do all that stuff. But mm. FanDuel's been the one that we've been with for a while, and uh, treats us pretty well. Now, don't mm. get me wrong; I'm not betting the mortgage. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do, I do little like two to five dollar bets on each game, just kind of that mm-hmm. thing, you know, just just work my way up to a little bit of spending money. I do have some big bets on the Super Bowl today, but uh, mm. that's only because it is the Super Bowl. <laughs> you,
0: you care? You care to reveal any of those bets ahead of time? You're going to keep that to yourself. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, I, I've got, uh, I've, I've got fifty. On the uh, on the Chiefs money line, right. so I'll basically Tell me double up money,
0: money. What the money line is?
1: Uh, the money line is they're minus one twenty something, maybe one well, like one minus one twenty eight, and so basically I'm just betting on them to win. That's all they have to do is win. Okay. And so they so, don't have to win by a certain
0: amount. That's the no, spread, right? No, no, no. Right?
1: I, I hate spreads. Hate spreads. Because mm-hmm. you can uh, still –
0: a yeah. team can still win and you still lose because they didn't win by enough, right? That's the thing Exactly, with that, yeah. Right? Like
1: if you sit here and I say, let's, for instance, let's the, – the the spread is one and a half for the Chiefs. Okay. So if I would have bet the spread and they only win by one, I lose.
0: Mm. So, so they have to win by at least two. Yes. I see. Wow. Okay, that's I'm, I'm
1: telling you, man. Like I gamble, You, you. If you ever want to get involved, I'll be glad to talk to you. But you got to do your homework. <laughs> Any of your listeners listening to this, you got to do your homework.
0: Right, right. Well, it's just funny because I listen to your show. Uh, you guys talk about it, and then my uh, my wife is in like a Facebook group for like local moms, and like she keeps telling me like there's all these like problems in people's marriages because the it, gambling is legal now in Indiana, and like people are, like have secret accounts on like Fanduel, and like, it's, Dude, it's it's a problem problems
1: so. what did i see in the first the first quarter so it opened up in october so october uh-huh. through december hoosier spent over 423 million dollars on gambling oh My
0: goodness my goodness yeah Wow. <laughs>
1: but actually, you know, it's funny because I got my wife signed up too. So my wife does it oh, okay. as well. Okay. <laughs> See, that's the
0: that's that's the key to a happy marriage, right there. You're in it together. I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the 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 family that gambles together stays together. And also, when when uh, shit goes through uh, the goes bad, you guys live in a cardboard box together. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> Just together the whole way. Exactly. A, now, uh, what are prop bets?
1: Prop bets are when you can bet on, like, the Gatorade being dumped on or the coin toss. Those are things, literally, that I think I stay away from prop bets because there's literally no control over whatsoever.
0: Well, there's like, no, there's I, no research to do, right? It's just, like, it's kind exactly. of –
1: Exactly. Like, if I'm betting money lines or I'm betting spreads, like, I can look at a team. I can study. I can watch how they've played or what they've done what their tendencies and stuff are. Prop mm-hmm. bets, I literally have no guess. Like mm-hmm. you're literally talking about what color Gatorade gets dumped on the coach or the coin toss or how long will the anthem be? Like those are mm-hmm. things where, that are just like, no, I'm not going to piss away money. It's literally
0: 50-50. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'd better do some more research before I put any money out there. Cause yeah, that was one of those things. Like I've always like thought, man, I could never be a gambling addict just cause like winning is great, but man, just that empty feeling when you've just lost all the money you put in the middle, you know, it's like, that doesn't ever seem appealing to me.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I look at the people who buy lottery tickets religiously, Uh huh. like I just look at this, like th- this is a better investment for me because I actually know stuff about sports and mm-hmm. I can make educated guesses. If you're mm-hmm. buying lottery tickets, you literally have no idea whether it's a scratcher, yeah. whether it's a reg- a regular like Powerball pick or whatever. You have no control over that whatsoever. Whereas I can look at that and I can gauge my my knowledge off teams. I can look mm-hmm. at analytics. I can, There's so much information out there. Like and okay. and and that and that's the key. Like you look for the information, you find it. You could. I've got a website that shows me everybody's record against the spread. So mm-hmm. you can sit there and bet like, okay, this is a this is a safer bet to go with them because they'll cover the spread. Like that kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. There's so much information,
0: but I mean, things can still happen where you do all that research and some, you know, something goes this way or that way. And then it's like all out the window. Oh, absolutely. We
1: we dealt with that with fantasy football for daily. Like a guy gets hurt and he misses the game or he goes out in the first quarter. And then what do you do? Like that Mm -hmm. definitely changes everything that changes the likelihood of a win. It changes the likelihood Mm -hmm. of the over under. It changes everything. So, yeah, it's it's called gambling for a reason. (laughs) There's there's (laughs) no sure things. And uh, so that that, that's what I've learned. And that's why you can't get pissed off about a bad beat. You just kind of go. yep, That's a bad beat. You move on.
0: Right. Right. Definitely. But uh, as far as who's playing the Super Bowl half to halftime shows here,
1: Uh, Shakira and JLo. It's like, you know, it's teenage boys uh when we were teenage boys it's our dream yeah so, i was gonna
0: say 1999 is calling it once it's super bowl back
1: <laughs> like, i've seen things like if there was ever gonna be a wardrobe malfunction let it be tonight like i'm like this, I'm...
0: <laughs> if you see justin timberlake uh sneaking out from from one of the sides the wins, <laughs> you need to be careful <laughs> yes yeah,
1: you, you need to be prepared <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember that was the first time I was at my friend Tony's house, and that was the first time I ever saw Tivo. Was that uh, we all were kind of half watching, and then like we're like, wait a second, what just happened? And it was like rewind, rewind. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that,
1: <laughs> that was the most like I remember that's like one of the most Tivo moments in history. Yeah,
0: absolutely, <laughs> definitely. So,
1: definitely. so I no. Are you watching the Super Bowl tonight?
0: I don't think so. No, we're moving in about a week, so I'm I'm concentrating on chucking stuff out the window right now so
1: (laughs) (laughs) i got you i got you yeah
0: we got uh baby number three on the way and i uh, saw that
1: that came out of nowhere like
0: know (laughs) Believe me, we weren't expecting that. I mean, we weren't trying not to have it happen, but we weren't trying to have it happen. If you understand me. <laughs> so,
1: I was gonna say, Rob, you know how those things happen, right? Like, I mean, you, I, so I, I, I'm starting, I don't this, have to have the
0: third time around. I'm starting to get the connections here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: the first two should have been an indicator, sure. but uh, yeah. or at least the first one, because we don't know if the right. one's yours with the whole sports thing. But at right. least with the one, you should know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, we got we got to wait for the results to come back on that one, but uh, but yeah, we're 23
1: and Me. Is that what you're gonna do? 23 and Me, <laughs> your two year old? <Exactly. laughs>
0: yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> I don't see a sports gene on here. This is this is this is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, we got number three coming up and uh, due in April, so we're we're trying to move before that happens as opposed to after because we're trying to get the kids situated into their various rooms and and whatnot before it all happens so yeah but uh no i'm not watching i'm gonna be frantically throwing away things so uh i'll uh, i'm sure i'll catch some of the commercials and stuff uh later on and you know i always always like catching the good ones from that so uh, oh yeah well what's your uh what's your favorite super bowl halftime show ever like in history
1: you know me and the wife we were just talking about this the other night uh back when mtv used to run it and i don't know if you're remember this but it was instinct britney spears aerosmith and nelly oh
0: of course yeah i remember that one yeah that, that,
1: that might have been like the most electrifying show they've ever done like that was wild and uh then of course we have one booby out and everything gets conservative all of a sudden
0: <laughs> exactly exactly well so,
1: uh, uh, I, I think tonight i think that'll be pretty good uh i'm not a i'm not a j-lo or a shakira fan but i think it's gonna be an entertaining show
0: nice nice yeah, I always like the Prince uh Prince one. That was a good one. So. Yeah, yeah, that
1: one was really good.
0: Yeah, definitely. But uh so who's your celebrity crush? I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, yeah. Well uh yeah, that's most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. Uh what music you've been listening to lately?
1: Uh have you listened to the new Eminem album? Uh uh-uh,
0: uh no. Is that the um uh didn't music it just come out? music yeah. to
1: be murdered by
0: okay i heard about it is that the new album he's got a whole album out
1: he dropped a whole album out like oh, last wow. weekend yeah oh, like two wow. weekends ago or something right. like that yeah. um it's i listened to it the first time and was like really kind of conflicted and then i listened to it again and it was solid like it's really good i recommend uh-huh. it um yeah. and then also too like funeral by little wayne just dropped i oh, have nice. not listened i haven't listened to that yet it's on my list i'm gonna listen to it this week when i'm driving around for work
0: Oh, nice! Damn, that's two. That's two good ones to check out. Nice. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Cool. How about you? What? Anything you gotta recommend?
0: Oh no, I've just been listening to kids' music. <laughs> you wouldn't want to know any of my picks. Well, I
1: just <laughs> wonder because you got that drive. You got that decent little drive every day that's for work. True. I didn't know if you were pop- if you were bopping anything.
0: I'm just listening to Sounding Off, man. That's all I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're awesome, man. I appreciate this so much. When, oh. Yeah, when you reached out, you're like, "Hey, you want to talk?" I'm like, "Absolutely, let's do it."
0: For sure, yeah, that's great. And, hey, I appreciate that you're expanding out on your interviews, too, because you got the cheerleaders on there. And I have a whole new respect for cheerleaders after I saw – did you see that Netflix documentary about these cheer? Have you watched this yet?
1: I I haven't seen it yet, but I know what you're talking about, yeah.
0: You should – you watch it, and it's like – it gave me a whole new respect for cheerleading, honestly. Like, I've always been one of those people that kind of – oh cheerleading now that's that's not a sport that's athletic but it's not a sport you know right. it's it's like that but it's like man after seeing what these people go through just to be like and uh, and they it all leads to this one performance in daytona like that's that's all they're leading to is this like college yeah tournament to bring that yeah
1: to bring the wildcats and the Kokomo Wildcats cheerleaders and do that like that was out of my comfort zone because i'm not gonna lie i don't know anything about cheerleading
0: oh i know and yeah
1: and mojo was the same way he's like dude what are we gonna talk about i go we'll learn today and, uh, so that's what we did. I, it, it was a good conversation. I love the kids that we bring in and talk to, mm-hmm. we're just trying to, we're, tr- we're just trying to, you know, kind of to reach out and give as many kids an opportunity because when these kids come in, man, they love it. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it, it's really cool. I get a bunch of DMS from moms who are like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We love it. It's great what you're doing for the community. So it's, it it really kind of lights the fire and keeps us going because believe me, I mean, you've been through it too, where it's like, kind of like, How long do I want to keep doing this? Like, what's Mm -hmm. the reward for doing what we're doing? And uh, I'm sure, you know, some of the interviews you've done have been spectacular. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are the kind of things that make you like, all right, I'm doing something right. I need to keep Mm -hmm.
0: going. Right, definitely. Well, and it's interesting, too, because you talk to siblings that, like, get older and they, like, graduate and then they're younger siblings are coming through and they're coming up the system so you've got like several different people that you've talked to in the same family too
1: oh yeah it, it's it's been really cool we have found a niche that works for us and uh we're hoping 2020 will be an even bigger year we got some things in the pipeline we're trying to do and if everything comes to fruition i think it's going to be a big thing for us
0: mm-hmm well, you've got to have been making a lot of good connections just with the community just through doing this. Because, I mean, you're pretty much – I don't know anybody else doing what you're doing in the area. So.
1: No, there's there's not. And, you know, the, uh, I, I was paid a compliment. Um, I, you know Dean Hockney? I and, do. Uh, he, well, he, he shut down the Indiana Sports Service. I
0: know. I saw that.
1: Well, he, he messaged me. And he goes, hey, I just want to let you know. He's like, thank you for what you're doing. He goes, you've really stepped it up. It's allowed me to take a step back. Mm. And wow, so like, that's big. I, like, I, like, I was on like cloud nine. I was like, the fact to have that guy who was doing that for so long in the area, like it was almost like a passing of a torch is kind of how it felt. He's like, mm. you know, I, I can step back and I don't have to run myself through the ringer doing all this work now because you've got it covered. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, I mean, he was, like, how long was he doing that for? Years and years, uh, right?
1: I, I'm not entirely sure of the timeline, but I know he was doing it for at least, like, ten or so.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one of those things where it's, like, you have to do the things like that because you like doing them. You know, of course you want it to, like, be as popular or as well-received or whatever is possible. That's, you know, why you publish stuff, but you can't keep doing it for that long and not do it for other reasons that have to do right. with what you get out of it, so...
1: Yeah, trust me. There, there's days where it's like, why am I doing this? But then you know, it, it's like the right time. Like I get a DM or I get a compliment from somebody, and it's like, all right, lights the fire again. Let's go.
0: Mm-hmm. But you have, do you, you have younger siblings that are still in high school? Is that right? Do I? Do you? you? you no, I thought you no, no, had no. like. Do you have like uh, re- younger relatives? Though? Cause like you go to the, some games, right?
1: I've got I've got a nephew who plays nephew. Okay. Uh, sports. I go to a lot of his stuff.
0: Gotcha. OK, that's who it was. Uh, but, you, but you're them, able yeah. you're able to make it to some of these games, though, right, Too, and see these kids yeah, play live.
1: Yeah, I try to. I try to go to as much as possible. But there's so many events like my wife would kill me because I'd be gone every night. Like, there's literally <laughs> stuff every night. So, for instance, like uh, wrestling, wrestling sectionals just started. They were yesterday. Regionals is at Peru next Saturday and everybody from Howard County will be there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to that tournament because I can watch everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to basketball games where, like, Kokomo's playing Eastern. Like, Howard County teams are playing each other. That way I can see multiple teams. Because mm-hmm. right, trust right. me, there's a lot going on, and it's hard. Like, for you know, I don't get paid to do this. So it's no. like, pick your battles of where you can go and what you do.
0: Right. Now, you do the player of the week every week, and uh, has that been controversy at all about who you picked? I mean, has there been some hurt feelings?
1: i haven't heard anything Mm-mm. no one's kind of come at me and it's you know because trust me there's, there's there's athletes who excel every week the same athletes right and i could give them player of the week every single week but right. i don't i try to spread the love and when somebody uh, who maybe i haven't heard their name or they haven't had a performance all season right. long when they show up with one i try to make sure they get it
0: mm-hmm. right <laughs> definitely. Well, I think that's good. They highlight kids like that. I mean, it's good to spread it around because obviously there's the ones that are destined for, you know, uh, more greatness, uh, you know, as far as like sports, you know, but in high school that's maybe the last time they play a lot of these kids. Like it's not going to be they're get a scholarship or go to the pros with what they're yeah. doing. This is its own reward. This is the end of the line. So.
1: Yeah, when a kid has their best performance of the season, I try not to miss it. I try not to make sure I try to make sure that they're going to get the recognition they deserve and but light it and I, try, right. I tell people it's like you know there's there's so many kids there's so many schools i don't see everything mm-hmm. so tweet at me let me know if there's a performance that you know i need to know about and there, there's parents who do it there's there's other kids who do it so mm-hmm. there, there's people tweeting at me nominees for the for the sounding off player of the week it's really mm-hmm. cool man I, i've really enjoyed it
0: well and you've expanded out in other ways too because there's the esports leagues that are starting up and is it tipton that has the big
1: one yeah tipton was kind of the one that really started it. In, the area and especially in the state and that's been really cool we've mm. uh we, we've been as non-traditional i think as we can be because we've done some stuff with them we we've highlighted them we bring in the cheerleaders like this, this is this is trying to cover as much and do as much good as we possibly can and i think we're on the right path of that mm-hmm. uh but there's people who still kind of you know oh it's esports like guys that, that's a big thing right now mm-hmm. everybody wants to keep like crapping on it in that regard but this is a real thing this is a big thing And uh, Mm -hmm. to have somebody like John Robertson, who uh, who founded that uh, teacher at Tipton, he's been really good with the program. He's he's helped us a lot. He's promoted, Mm -hmm. promoted us a lot. Uh, And he's just a good dude. I really enjoy just meeting some of these people who are just good people. And and I tell kids all the time, I was like, you know, enjoy your four years of high school sports. Like, that's fine. I go. But being good people goes way beyond that. Like being a good person is going to last way longer than anything you do in basketball. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I meet a lot of good people doing what I do.
0: Mhm. and now i totally could see you know i i think it's legitimate sport because i've tried to play some of those video games and i'm just worthless like <laughs> so <laughs> i definitely think there is a, a you know some aspect of it that they need to recognize that way but i can totally see that being like well, back in my day we used to play real outside and out of doors and what are these kids doing but like Is the the IHSAA on board with this? Is there, like, some pushback from people trying to make this legit?
1: In in my opinion, the IHSAA is not on board yet. Uh, Mm. They're they're watching it. They're monitoring it. They're curious to see how it all plays out. Once they find a way to monetize it, that (laughs) is when the IHSAA will be involved.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to see a pattern with these athletic associations. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Sportsmanship and all that stuff only goes so far. You still got to yeah. pay the bills and uh, make some money. So, For I mean, sure. I get it. I get it. And I think that's what it's going to take is the IHSA to get behind it, to give it real legitimacy. And then maybe the stigma or the attitude might diminish a little bit. Um, I know like Fox 59, like WTHR and stuff like that, they went to Tipton. And did, like, a video segment and everything like that. It was really cool. And then I just I just read in the comments and, like, everybody's shitting on it. I'm like, guys, like, how does this affect you? Like, it doesn't. So why are you sitting there complaining about some guy who put all his time and effort into doing this? Like, what what's the issue? Mm-hmm. Who does this affect? Like, it affects right. the kids who want to participate. The people who want to sit there and say, oh, back in my day, get off your soapbox, man. Like, you're, you're not who this is for.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And who's to say that those kids would have, I mean, maybe they just would have done nothing if it wasn't for this. So, wouldn't you rather have them do something than nothing? Like, isn't that better? Like, and you know, it's still positive, you know, even if you don't see the value in it.
1: And that's what John got behind it for. He's like, you know, he goes, we're, we're giving these kids a place. He's like, not every kid plays basketball, football or athletics. He's like, we want to make as we want to make everything as inclusive as we can. And uh, it's done really well.
0: Mm -hmm. So what's next? You're going to get what marching band chess team <laughs> anywhere else <laughs> you, <guys go> <laughs> you, you
1: know what i i think i have to i've still got some sports and teams i haven't gotten in the studio yet once i max out and get everybody in then we'll start expanding to other things uh in the meantime we're still trying to do our due diligence and i uh, i've still got a couple of white whales out there that i haven't landed yet that uh, i'm diligently working on
0: Okay. All right. Sounds good. I know you've mentioned a couple of them, but I guess we'll we'll wait and see who you can actually get, right? I know it's all a matter of that. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when I get stuff scheduled and get people uh locked in, that's when I what I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. H- how about you? Do you got anything big coming up?
0: Oh man, I'm trying to get this is like one of like four podcasts I'm trying to put out today. So, uh, cuz we got the Iowa caucuses uh tomorrow. I've uh, been watching and listening to the debates uh, with my friend Jonathan and trying to get all those podcasts out before the actual voting starts so I'm I'm just that's all on my eyes are crossing I'm so tired I'm trying to put, <laughs> put those out so you expect a few uh, multi multi hour podcasts in your in your feed along with this one here in the next 24 hours.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I you know, I appreciate the love. You know, I always support you. You've supported oh, yeah. us. Sure. Uh, it, it's been really great. And I always tell people, man, you're one of the reasons I got involved. You're one of the reasons I got started.
0: Wow. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, I, I it has to be something else that you're doing right, other than just sports, because you've gotten me to to listen to a, a sports podcast for for years on end now. So that's got to be a testament to something you're doing right, because I, I can't say I would have done that uh, if you weren't putting the pieces together. So. Well, and, and
1: I think that's too. You know, because we're talking to we're talking to the kids. We're talking to people. We're not mm-hmm. sitting here like talking yeah. about basketball and football all the sure. time. There's always a little bit of that. But mm-hmm. it's also, you know, like the, the kids' experiences and views and the same with coaches. I mean, we're learning about people. And that's I, – I, I, <laughs> I tell people all the time, I don't debate. I like to have discussions. Mm-hmm. And I love to have discussions with people and pick their brains and find out why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think the interviewing has always come so easy for me. Uh, it's just the fact that we're just talking, and I just want to learn about you and learn as much as I can. When mm-hmm. somebody's interested in you, it makes it really easy to talk.
0: Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking to very little kids, but I, you know, the, the children of today are a mystery to me. So it's it's interesting to learn about, <laughs> about the what the youth what the youths are into.
1: <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, man. I don't feel like I'm that old, but when I talk uh-huh. to some of these kids, and I've had a kid say, "Oh, I'm into some classic rock from like two 2005 and i'm like i want to get you <laughs> like you're talking 2005 you're like i was 19 years old calm it down we're not gonna yeah. sit here and act like that's you know classic rock to me is the 80s bob and tom and you're sitting yeah. here and gonna tell me like that third nickelback album uh, get out of here
0: <laughs> come on look at this photograph Exactly. <laughs> back in the good old days of, of 2005
1: <laughs> dude. i'm telling you that there, there's been times where mojo and i look at each other and we're like wow uh anytime we ask the kids what they're listening to mojo makes a list and he googles it because half the time it's people we've never heard of yeah
0: exactly yeah i know i'm always listening for that i'm like who excuse me (laughs) excuse me person that was born my senior year of college
1: what are you what did you say again (laughs) bingo that's 100 percent what it is
0: But uh, hey, well, I'll let you get to it. Uh, I've taken up enough of your time. Have a good Super Bowl here. And uh, yeah, I'll keep to, uh, listening for everything you do, man. So
1: Hey, man, I appreciate it. I love what you're doing too, man. I think you're, you're, you do a really good job at crossing a lot of different areas. I know you do like a lot of political stuff as well. But I mean, you're, you're, you're covering a lot of bases and I think you're doing a great job.
0: Well, thanks i sure appreciate that and uh yeah uh have eat, eat a lot today i assume you're gonna have a, a fairly good spread right
1: oh it's gonna be a good day <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome all right well uh, i'll talk to you soon, Chad.
1: all right thanks rob have a good one Join the Rob
0: Burgess Show mailing list. Go to tinyletter.com forward slash the Rob Burgess Show and type in your email address. Then respond to the automatic message. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, RSS, and now Spotify. The official website for the podcast is www.therobburgessshow.com. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. If you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to therobburgesshow at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. Also, if you want to call or text the show for any reason, the number is 317-674-3547. Until next time.